Hey Chicago, what do you say? It's the CHGO Cubs podcast presented by DraftKings, America's top-rated sportsbook. Make sure you download the app and use the promo code CHGO when you sign up. Happy Thursday, Cody Del Mendo, Ryan Herrera, Luke Stuckmeyer, and honk if you've got the goosebumps because we do. <laughs> it is a huge day here for us at CHGO. We are super excited to have Goose Island as the official beer of CHGO. Great new partnership going on. We get to have Goose Island, 312, whatever one you want. Tropical <laughs> beer. That sound effect's going to be uh, yeah. used a lot. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. I'm sure Here's Lawrence CHGO. could do it himself if he really had to. He probably could. He probably could. Uh, very exciting times at CHGO. We've got the CHGO Bulls team in Paris with the Bulls. Yep. Uh, everybody else back here in Chicago enjoying the launch of our partnership with uh, Goose Island. And what a brand. You know, like you're talking mm -hmm. about Chicago brands. We want to be Chicago's fan spot, right? Yep. And to partner with Chicago's beer, Goose Island, a place that I drove by basically when I lived in the city for 15 years. I drove by what is the tap room yeah. almost every single day. Yeah, I mean, we were there last week or what, over two weeks ago, whatever it was, but it was like we're all there having a good time, and it's like awesome atmosphere, good people working there. And, and I mean, that, that tap room on Fulton is awesome. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Like, it's it's, it's five minutes from our And there's more of them in the city, but that's the one I've been yeah. to, and it's, it's awesome. Yeah, five minutes from our, our office. It's like yeah. it would be a good place for us to go hang out after work. Yeah, it's true. And for anyone else that works around here, definitely. Oh, my – Yeah. Not good for my wallet, but you know, <laughs> that's well, fair. Good for vibes. It's always good for vibes. <laughs> good for, for sure. Vibes. Uh, so is this podcast today. We hope you're uh, watching on YouTube. And if you are watching on YouTube, make sure you subscribe and give us a like and a five-star review. But make sure you subscribe so you don't miss any of the upcoming shows. It's the best way to ingest the CHGO experience. Absolutely. If you're doing the old school uh, podcast like I do, um, Make sure that you're also subscribing so that you don't miss it, whether it's Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or whatever it might be, um, and, you know, give us the old likes. That and, you know, you mentioned the Bulls guys in yeah. Paris. Listen, the Cubs play in London this year, and yeah. I would love to go. So those Super Chats, send send a 1,000 of them every show, Continue and we might be going. I will, I'm pushing this for the next, how many months we got? Five months. <laughs> Let's help us out, guys. Let's go. Yeah. Very good. Uh, we've got an exciting podcast, too. We're excited because we are launching uh, the first of our sit-down interviews that we had with some Cubs players at Cubs convention. So we've got a nice, long interview with uh, Adbert Alzali that was kind of revealing. Like He said some things I, I was a little surprised by. Uh, fun guy. He might be the most fun guy. Would you say he's the most fun guy on the Cubs team? He is. He has maybe one of the... If it's not Morrell, it's him as most maybe upbeat yeah, personality. It's kind of like even when back in spring training last year when his his you know the news of his injury came out, he was still like he was a little down obviously when when he knew he wasn't gonna be able to start the season, but he perked up pretty quickly. He's one of those guys that like he gets knocked down, but he, that that personality that upbeat yeah. mentality kind of stays. So um, he, he's awesome to talk to, awesome to hang out with. Uh, he's one of those great clubhouse guys that are gonna make you know. Just make this, this clubhouse culture uh, a big positive this year. So that's coming up in just a little bit. Uh, Shane Newbanks in the chat. Thanks to everybody that's joined, by the way. Shane saying, 70 days till opening day. That's not very far away. It's not a long time. Couple, We're close. Two months? Two months and 10 days? Yeah. Gives us 70 days like of drinking uh, Goose Island, and then we're yeah. right there for opening day. 70 days to lose weight, 
only to gain it all back in the bleachers this summer. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> oh, we got a super chat. Goals. We got a super chat already? Hell yeah, Brandon. Let's Brandon go. Marcellus. Brandon. Helping send Cody to London. Yeah. What, 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 what about us two? Bucks. What about Let's us two? It's five bucks in the London fund. Shout out to Brandon. Steve though. and I want to go to London as well. So <laughs> make sure you're helping us. Send too. us all to <laughs> send us all to London, please. I don't want to go alone. So we'll get to the Alzali interview and we'll uh, talk about it as well after we play it for you. And we want to start with Baseball America this week putting out their top 100 prospects. Right, always an exciting time, but especially for Cubs fans because uh, a lot of us are watching. The prospects they had the same three guys in the top 100 last year but there's been some movement and the movement is kind of interesting you know Pete Crow Armstrong now up to number 25 for prospects in mm-hmm. all of baseball he was at number 45 last year yeah. so he's on the rise Pete Crow Armstrong after a big year <laughs> Brendan Davis is down 37 spots because of obviously the injury the in, you know the injury mm-hmm. he had the he had back problems even his fall league was was slowed so It's pretty obvious. I don't think uh, his talent level has changed. There's just a little uh, hesitation because of the injury. But he said at Cubs convention he's 100%. Kevin Alcantara up nine spots to number 91 from 100. Um, Okay, first of all, what do you think of where those guys are ranked right now? Um, I I wish they had one in the top 20. Yeah, I mean, the Brennan Davis one, like you said, it makes sense. He, you know, missed most of last season. Um, The health still is a factor. And, and, you know— it probably I was gonna say he wasn't playing great last year. The health, right. the, the back, definitely factored into that. But I mean, when you have to take all that into consideration when you make these prospect rankings. So the fact that he fell a lot sucks, but it's also like, hey, he's still a top hundred prospect after missing a most of a of a pretty important developmental year. So mm-hmm. that's at least a positive to come out of that. The P. Carl Armstrong one, hey, I mean, my bold prediction and my the predictions that I made beginning of the year. Pete Armstrong is going to be top 10 by the end of the year. He, he's moved out. How much did he move up? 20 spots? Uh, uh, since 20 last, spots, Since yeah. last year. You know, MLB Pipeline will put out theirs eventually. Fangrass is going to have theirs. Like, he's trending up a lot. He could end up being a top 10 prospect before he even debuts, which, you know, the expectation is, is at some point next season. Um, if the Cubs can get him, you know, the development after – you know the you know drafted in 2020, having missed that part of the season, uh, or he you know when he was hurt when they traded for him, you know missed missed an important developmental year himself in 2021, uh, most of it at least, and then last year kind of exploding on the scene. If he becomes a top 10 prospect next year, like that's a huge develop, developmental scouting win for this organization. Yeah, yeah, I mean, or if he makes it to the major leagues, I just thought that the list, Cody, when I saw the list. It was more about the guys that weren't on it for me than it was the guys that were on it. Like, I expected all three of them to still be there, including Brendan Davis, Mm -hmm. uh, and and you knew he would slide a little bit. But no Matt Mervis after he hit a gazillion home runs, right? That's the guy where— Or Canario. Canario's another one. I guess we have a a graphic that's a little backwards with the photos, but that's because Canario is a guy who could easily be on that list, Mm -hmm. and then he had the horrific accident— where he gets hurt, and you're like, okay, should that keep him off the list? I, I guess so. That's what hurt Brennan Davis. So yeah. I just, I'm surprised Mervis didn't make the top 100. I, I'm, yeah. I'm not. I, go ahead, go ahead. But I mean, the only thing that tells me that the reason he didn't is because it was just one year. Um, yeah. But and it's not like he was. I mean, he went undrafted in a draft that only had five rounds. But I don't know. That to me, that's probably some of the reason. But 
there's to me, especially with like rankings and stuff, like you can you just got to remember to not read too much into it because mm-hmm. I don't know, like we've seen like Morel wasn't a, a ranked guy, and and there's still like time to see if like he's a real thing, but still like he came up and and produced last year and had had his moments and stuff, so. As awesome as it is to see three guys in there, yes, it's a little annoying that there aren't more, but also, like, these are just – these rankings are just uh, supposed – honestly, they're more so for the fans and to see, like, who the next big stars yeah. are. I will yeah. say, I used to go back and look at them, Ryan. Like, I would uh-huh. I would save my Baseball American, then I would go back, like, 10 years. Uh, they're about as accurate yeah. as the draft. They don't always yeah. pan out. <laughs> and that's one of the things that – when I say I'm not surprised Mervis isn't, on that top 100. I mean, like, you look at MLB Pipeline, he's number 21 in their top 30 Cubs rankings. Like, uh, at, at least between the end of the season and this year, I don't know that he's become, like, this can't-miss prospect or anything, which is – and not everyone in the top 100 is a can't-miss prospect, but they're close. They're as close mm-hmm. as it gets, right? And that top 10 might be the closest thing to can't-miss, like, yeah. on an annual basis. Yeah, and so I, I, I completely am not shocked that Mervis isn't on that top 100. I think – some you know maybe he's moving up but there's other guys in the system that are probably like bubbling up you know um have you know Owen Casey someone that could if he has a big year could potentially find himself on that list like there are a few guys who are right if they're not in the top 100 they they might be closing in on that and in good years this season in the minor leagues may help them get there and you got to remember when we're talking about the top 100 we're talking about 100 guys out of all of major league (laughs) minor or minor league systems right and I mean, the Cubs don't have the number one system in baseball. They're top ten, according to MLB Pipeline, top five, according to fan graphs, at least last I checked. Um, in Baseball America, I don't know where they have the Cubs ranked as a team. But, um, again, like, it's, it's just one of those things where there's a lot of good guys, good players out there. There's a lot of guys out there getting hype, stuff like that. So, again, don't – the top 100 don't, like – don't read into it too much if you're, yeah. like, worried that there's only three and two of the three you probably won't see until next year. And mainly. that's another thing is you shouldn't worry. Yeah, you shouldn't be worried about guys not being in the top 100 because there are – I mean, even though they try to be as object or sub, uh, as objective as possible, there are subjective things that – it's a subjective list, right? The guys I'll call, rank it based B, on I'll call BS on it, to be <laughs> honest with you. Like, Sometimes it can if, be. If you don't that's think fun. Hayden Wesneski is one of the top 100 after what I saw at the end of last season – yeah. I'm not buying and your Mervis list. too. Like, I mean, Mervis, <laughs> the only person who had, or only player who hit more home runs than Mervis and Carnario last year was the guy for the Cardinals, Jordan Walker, and he's probably in the in their top twenty at least. Like, I know he's one of the top prospects in baseball. So, but at least he hasn't done it at the major league level. Like, I can see that. Mm-hmm. Like, for me, Wes Nesky, did you not see three pitches on the first strikeout? Did you not see the struts around the mound? Did you not did, see the immaculate inning? Did you not yeah. see the last, what did he have, four starts at the end of the season? His ERA was, I think, under two. Yeah. Just just don't worry about it because there are, there are plenty of examples that you can pull from of guys that aren't in the top 100 and become really productive big leaguers, if not all-stars, if not stars in the game, right? Like, like you have a guy like Hayden and Matt Mervis who aren't going to be aren't in the top 100, but realistically have a good shot at coming up and being productive big leaguers uh, on this Cubs team. So, you know, like, I think, like Cody said, don't read too much into it. It's it's rankings, and, and yeah, you know, Cubs fans would rather have more Cubs in that top 100 than not, but yeah. it's not the end of the world. Now, by the end of the year, yeah, I could see PCA in the top 20, and I could see Alcantara in the top 50. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. of course, the, the potential-wise, and if you don't have any injuries and stuff – 
there certainly could be more guys in that in that top one hundred by one hundred by the end of the year. And we we kind of saw that going into last season where it was like Brennan Davis and PCA, Alcantara kind of emerged, and you saw other guys. So uh, Here's one the- one guy you listed here in Notion you have that we haven't mentioned is Cade Horton. Yeah, just as like as high as he was taken in the draft and how the Cubs really like see him as another type that could be up not not this year but next season. I'm I am a little surprised to see him not in the like at least sniffing the top 100 just because he was a top 10 draft pick and he can be up soon. So maybe maybe they just need to see more tape cuz I know what he had an injury or something and then he came back and he got hot for Oklahoma State in, in like their playoff run or whatever. So maybe there just isn't enough tape. I don't I don't know. I don't know. But I, he is someone that I could see getting in there, though, with the potential. And I, I saw someone say Jordan Wicks in, in the chat, too. And I'm also a little surprised that he's not in there as well. And I can't say I've seen some of those guys pitch in person. I've seen – I've watched Hayden Wisniewski. Yeah. That, that's why I looked at so – here's what I think. Baseball America has been around for a long time. Doesn't mean the list is garbage. I'm just saying don't give it like – don't put your whole life on mm-hmm. on hold because the guys aren't in the top 100 list. I think it's about time we get with uh, Huss and Smith and we get together and we sit here and we say, you know what, it's time we make a CHGO list. We need to start having Good people react to the CHGO prospect list when it comes out every year. And we get our experts that we know that are friends of the show and we have them tell us who are the best guys and then we filter in a little, you know, homerism and we throw anybody that's a cardinal off the list <laughs> and we throw anybody that's a brewer off the list off the list pirates are allowed because they don't count and and reds are allowed on the list because they don't necessarily count and we go from there <laughs> so it's just yeah. all cubs. It's just an we'll idea go, we'll go from there just an idea i don't know i just i i think it's fun to see it come out every year again mm-hmm. i tell you i i it was like 10 years in a row i went back and looked at yeah. baseball america and when they put the top 10 for each team on there, and you look at the list, most of the times you would go through those lists and be like, okay, this guy made it to the majors, this guy made it to the majors, and every once in a while you'd have a guy that was actually a superstar or good. Yeah. yeah. Now, to in reverse, we talk about the guys who aren't in there. I do think it's a big deal that Brennan Davis is still in the top 100 considering the fact that he basically didn't yeah. play last year. And oh, when yeah. he did play, he wasn't good. So the fact that they still have him in the top 100, to me – is speaks vol- volumes of the talent and the type of player that he can be. Yeah. So there's your spin zone well, for yeah, the day. That, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> is like he was obviously the number one prospect in this organization for over a year for mm-hmm. for good reason. And it's not just because, you know, prior to the last couple of years the farm system was bad. It's like he was a really good player and was thought very very highly of by all these prospect sites. So just yeah, to see him lose a whole year, a, a pretty important year for him. Uh, but still, these talent evaluators still see him really highly. Like that speaks more to who he is as a player versus, um, you know, some on-field issues, injuries, all that kind of stuff. Like they, they still think very highly of him, and obviously the Cubs should too. Yeah, um, Cubs have added. Yes, I've seen some people in the chat say they've added a lot of international signings. It's just I, I don't want to speak to it because I don't know. Some anything of them ranked the really guys. high as mm-hmm. far yeah. as like the prospect rankings for international signings. Uh, Shortstop is the big position I've seen them add, which is interesting. Yeah. Uh, but, again, they're all, like, teenagers, so it's not like we're going to see them. It's not like they're going to block anyone, you know? Yeah. So. yeah. 
uh, BKR Sports says, when the Cubs win the World Series in 2023, what's the drink of choice, lads? Did we mention it's Goose Island? (laughs) Goose Goose Island. Island. Goose Island. And we can't take away the fact that, you know, old style – is, is, it's up there for us. It's no Goose Island. But it's no Goose Island. It's, goose, it's no Goose Island. It's no Goose Island. It's like that's, like, that's like choosing fresh, clean water that's been filtered eight times versus uh, drinking out of Lake Michigan a cup of water. Fair. It's Good like, luck with that. It's like choosing Blue Gatorade over Blue Powerade. Like Blue Powerade's <laughs> far superior. You know what's good? Far Cody. superior. Let me tell you what goes with a great 312. Green Ridge Farm, Cody. Oh, Green Ridge Farms, what goes good? You Nothing, want maybe a little meat stick action? Yeah, give me like a thousand meat sticks and some mm. Goose Island, and Wash it I, down. I mean, just give me a lifetime supply of it, and I won't need anything else the rest of my life. You know, maybe a little do right on the side, just for a little sweet. But you know, other official, than that, could be the official donut to CHGO working on that, or at least for this podcast by myself, <laughs> or maybe just for Luke's brand. <laughs> Green Ridge Farm is a Chicago local meat and cheese company offering you a better all natural option. Makers of all Natural deli meat, sausages, and their famous meat sticks. Mm. How'd I do there, Luke? That was pretty good. Thank you. Thank I give you. that I a three, three out of four stars. I, <laughs> I always enjoy when you do it. Uh, perfect for tailgating, happy hour, school lunches. These all-natural meat sticks are hardwood smoked for eight hours, folks. Ooh, a long time. 16 grams of protein per stick, so it's good for you. Make a perfect post-workout snack. Meat sticks come in chicken, black forest beef, and flavors like jalapeno cheddar and spicy chili. Haven't tried them yet. You don't know what you're missing. Delicious because they are made from recipes, generations in the making, and being all natural, they deliver a fresh and flavorful alternative at snack time. You can always find them in the refrigerated section at Costco, Sam's Club, or in your local Chicago land grocery store. It's Mariano's right by where I live. Mm. I'm going to go check it out. Right now, when you order any three meat products at greenrichfarm.com and include a pack of meat sticks in your cart, those meat sticks will be free simply by using code CHGO at checkout. Very nice. Mm-hmm. Greenridge yeah. Farm. Love it. Love Greenridge Farm. Good meat sticks. Another Chicago Chicago company. That's right. Chicago companies. That's we love we Chicago like. companies. We yeah. bond with Chicago companies. Uh, ComEd, by the way, guys, ComEd Energy Efficiency Program committed to helping families and businesses in the communities we serve save money and energy. ComEd offers free facility assessments that can help find energy-saving opportunities, whether it's lighting, HVAC systems, commercial kitchen equipment, or industrial processes. An authorized engineer will work with you to develop a detailed assessment plan specific to your goals and your needs. They can be done in person or virtually, last about two hours. Then within three to four weeks, customers get a report detailing energy efficiency projects that they can start working on right away. Each recommendation will include an estimated energy savings, cost savings, project costs, potential incentives, and simple payback. Don't wait. Get started saving money and energy today for energy saving tips and to schedule your free facility assessment. Go to comed.com slash powering biz. If you're ready to sign up for that facility assessment, call them at 1-855-433-2700 during normal business hour to speak with a ComEd Energy Efficiency Program representative. Email businessee at comed.com or request an assessment online on their website, comed.com slash facility assessment. We got another super chat, $9.99 from Dustin Allen. Leave Ryan and his Powerade at home. Send Cody <laughs> to over the pond. Powerade's way better. 
Blue Powerade. I'm a Gatorade guy, so when you said that, like, I didn't know what to say because I was a little disappointed. Blue Powerade's the, like, you have a... The light blue Gatorade is king. Saturday night, you have a bunch of... 312s, you know, you're not feeling your best the next day. You go right. and get a blue Powerade, and you're 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 back to normal as soon as that bottle. blue I, Gatorade. Nah. I mean, <laughs> blue yeah, Gatorade. That blue Gatorade works. All blue Powerade is It's all a mistake. You, you, you give yourself the 312s at night. You wake up in the morning. You have your AG1, your meat sticks, and you walk, and then you start the cycle again. 312, the AG1, the meat sticks. And it's the cycle of life that continues for all healthy sports fans. Uh, okay, we're excited to have... <laughs> Uh, a chance to show thank you, you Justin, by the, way. the first of nine ninety nine. Thank you. Oh, that was ninety nine. That's a lot. That's that's fifteen dollars for the London Fund so far on this show. We're uh, we're getting close. We're close Very nice. To uh, so we did some sit down interviews with some Cubs players. Uh, Adbert Alzali is a lot of fun, and Ryan and I had a chance to sit with him at Cubs convention. Uh, and this is our sit down interview with the Cubs pitcher. We're here with uh, Adbert Alzali and Al- Adbert. First of all, how busy have you been this off season? What what's it been like for you? Um, I've been really busy spending time with family. I feel that uh, I spent five years without going back home to Venezuela to see my family. So this year, uh, me and my wife we made it uh, our priority. You know, uh, we went right after the season. We went back Arizona. I start back to my training, and then for the holidays. Uh, First week of uh, December, uh, we flew to Venezuela, and then we spent uh, whole the, the whole holidays out there. So it was great. It was great being back home. Uh, the weather amazing. It's just tropical weather out there. So it was it was a really really nice uh, time out there with my family. It's got to be emotional, right? Like not seeing your five family years. for five yep. years. I mean, how tough is that? Oof. It's a lot of like. It's, it's a lot of mental in, involved on it, you know, because uh, one of the reasons I didn't go back for, like, these, these many years was because uh, here it, I was able to, to get all my training and everything, like, er- everything was, was on time and on point out here and out there because all, like, the country problems that they're having right, right now in Venezuela, like, it was, it was kind of difficult for me to to get good training during the off season, you know, because you gotta be in a lot of different places. You gotta go here, you gotta go there. So here in in America or, or back in Arizona, the Cox Complex, like you have everything in one place. So I start doing my off season out there, and then after COVID hit, uh, we, I mean, we just couldn't uh, try to go back uh, and see family again. So that was. Uh, 2020 right mm-hmm. yeah so like after that it just got even more difficult to go back home but this time around when we got there like as soon as the, the airplane landed i got goosebumps right away i, I, I was like I, I can't believe five years went this fast like you're seeing all the people like my mom and my dad is still the same guys they haven't changed at all <laughs> but you see like in five years like Every, a lot of things changed out there, so, but it was it was exciting for me to go back and spend time with family. And Wilson is is someone that's talked about the problems uh, in the country and and just with family and stuff like that. Uh, having him, you know, able to talk to him and uh, did that help you kind of through this period of time where you weren't able to go back? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, just 
my my whole family is still out there too. So like we will we will just talk about like the situation, how was it the the situation out there. But Willie Willie he went there the last two years I believe. Mm-hmm. But he will go for a little bit in and out. But uh, still, uh, there is like in the middle of the country. Yeah, everything looks normal. But when you look around, it's just a lot of things going on. You know. Yeah. Well, so. On the baseball side, I think that's great that you were able to go back finally. But on the baseball side of things, have you kept busy baseball activities-wise oh, yeah. uh, this offseason? I mean, the grind never stops. You know, mm-hmm. like I took probably what, one week off right after the season, and then we start back to training. But it's a when you play baseball, when you do this, it's a it's a everyday uh, job. You know, like the day you 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 think like, okay, I'm where I need to be then everything start uh falling apart so for me it's just just staying in the same routine you know uh having that consistency there uh day by day uh i is what is gonna uh make my arm feels better my uh body overall feel better so uh i never stop uh training or working uh during this off season this journey to the big leagues and being the pitcher you want to be has not been easy nope you've been through a lot for (laughs) not seeing your family for five years often on injuries do you think that this season when you get to where you want to be as a pitcher that you'll be able to look back on those times and think you know what that helped me get here that helped me be better when I needed to be good definitely I, I I always say that things happen for a reason so like it's been like a lot of rugs uh on the road, but like like I said, if we keep everything with like good attitude, and then you go every day, you get one percent better. You're trying to do something different. You're trying to okay, I need to work on this today because I need to get better at this. So I feel if you take it like that, then a long term you're gonna see like man, I went through all this, but like you say, now I'm I'm here where I wanna be. So I just feel that. You, you you feel proud of yourself because all the work you, you, you've been uh, putting in, um, everything you've been through, but you keep going, you know? So that's that's what it's all about. Like, if you get hurt, you get up, and then you keep going, you know? In 2022 specifically, obviously you, you, you uh, got hurt even before the lockout and you were throwing a bullpen, I believe, um, when you felt it. Um, and as the season went on, there was the possibility that you weren't going to pitch at all last year. You did obviously get to pitch towards the end of the season. How big was that uh, for you as far as just get, being feeling healthy and being able to at least throw some pitches in a big league game last year? Yeah, I mean, it was huge because, you know, it was the same injury I had in, in 2018. Um, it, it, it was, like, pretty bad because it was where the tendon connects with the muscles. So, like, it's a weird injury. Like, not a lot of people get those injuries. So, uh, for me... It was just like, man, I need to pitch this year, you know? I'm like, I can't I can't waste this whole year without pitching at the highest level. Because then, like, in, in your own mind, there start doubts coming to you, you know? Like, how am I going to be next year, you know? Because you spend a whole year without facing here, without being in competition. So, for me, that was my main thing. I, I was like, I don't care if I throw only five innings or ten innings or whatever, but I need to finish uh, healthy and I need to finish the year out there in the big league. So uh, the rehab process was a little slow, but 
as soon as we start ramping up, getting off the mound, my arm starts feeling better. Uh, we just push it a little bit more. We push it a little, a little bit more, and I was able to to get out of out of rehab uh, as soon as as possible. So I was able to go to Chicago for the last three weeks of the season. And in those three weeks, you were really, really good out of the bullpen. If I give you three scenarios, you tell me what you think of these three scenarios. One, you're in the bullpen. Two, you're a starter. Three, you're the closer of the Cubs. Would you say no to any of those? Do you think you could do all three if you had to? I can do all three. I think I, I have proved that I can go seven innings. I have proved that I can go two or I can go one inning I or I can go four out of the bullpen. And I, I have pitched late in games too. So I feel that with the staff I have, I can do I can do all of, of those three things. Does one of them give you a little more spark or a little more juice than the other if I if yeah. I bring those up? Throwing the ninth inning, I feel that that can be huge. And and taking that role, if that if that is the role that you end up being, um I I know you, you can obviously came up wanting to start. Um the Cubs have built a lot of good starting pitching depth at this point, which includes you if need be. But being the guy that they that they may rely on out of the bullpen, um, like what does that do for you as far as like you, you missed most of last season, but now coming into this, like you could be, you know, along with guys like Keegan, like you could be really yep. big, huge pieces um, that they count on out of the bullpen. Yep. I, I feel like it's less stress on my arm as well, just throwing out of the bullpen, you know. Uh, mm-hmm. It's, it's going to be less inning. Uh, it's a lot of, like I said, less stress for, for my arm, just, just coming out of the bullpen. Um, it feels good, to be honest. Like I enjoyed it last year. Just coming out of the bullpen, like to be honest, you don't need to have a whole report or or a whole whole game plan on your mind. Like if you throw five pitches, you can throw all of them for a strike. You go and compete right away. You you just need to get three outs. You just need to get six outs. You don't need to get eighteen or twenty outs in an outing. So for me, just you you just having that mentality to go out there as a reliever and then attack, attack, attack all the time is is a really really cool t- uh, team to do like um that was uh what I was doing uh last year out the bullpen like I was just relying in, in, in my best pitches and then just going from it see I love the idea of you in the bullpen and part of it is I think you got some swag I think back to Pedro Strope and Javi Baez I think you've got some of that same swag on this team okay and I think a reliever has that has a little bit extra do you have an idea for a walk-up song that would be good that, you know, do you have a little something to get the fans pumped up? Because I feel like the entrance, for me, the entrance yeah. is, I don't I'm not asking Timmy Trumpet. Yeah, like the Mets, <laughs> no, 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 but is, definitely, is definitely out, of, out of the bullpen, you, you need to have a good song. You know, yeah. I, I, I will walk on song. You, you, you need to, I have like 10, 10. Oh my. Yeah, like even the guys are being telling me like, what are you going to do this year? Like everyone, everyone <laughs> is just like, what are you going to do this year? Everyone is like, how the hair is going to look, how, uh, how the clicks are going to look, how the glove is going to look, you know, like what is going to be your walk song. So I'm excited for it. So if you look good, you feel good. If you feel good, you pitch you, good. You play good. That's ah, all. That's, that's all that matters. Uh, what, one of the things you started posting a lot on social media this past season was, uh, you know, your kind of yoga-ish workouts, like that, uh, balancing and all that different stuff. So is that some, that's something you just started doing during no, the season? Or? I, I've been doing Pilates for – Oh, Pilates, there you go. For about five years. Um, and I got it from, from Jay Carrera. Okay. Uh, he was the first guy that I saw, like, getting into Pilates. 
when I was down in the minors when I first signed it, and this guy was the beast. So uh, I, I, I started, like, getting it from him, you know. Like, um, through that, I have learned a lot of stuff about my body, you know, because sometimes just going to the weight room and lifting weight or doing cardio, like, yeah, you're working hard, you're, you're doing this and that, but you, you're working also only big muscles, you know, you, you're not really paying attention to the little muscles that you have in your body and like they sometimes we get injured in those in those little muscles and you are like yeah because we don't we don't work those little muscles as often as we do with the with the big ones so just getting into that pilates routine i start learning more about my body like i start realizing okay just the breathing thing like just breathing will help you to like reach more you know saying and then translating that to to throwing as well you know like just move and then move with your breathing to throw the ball with you like feel that that you're breathing the the right way so i love doing pilates like i do it twice a week um we had a really really good uh instructor down in arizona she works uh with the cops um uh, she's great and we're i've been in this routine with her for for Four years now. I'm glad that you mentioned Jake because I think yeah. Luke could tell you used to do the Pilates right next to yep. Joe Madden. And yep. he's doing his, you don't have to do that anymore. In the <laughs> it's been expanded. The clubhouse has expanded yep. a little bit now. Yep. Is there any other um, I- interesting that you mentioned Jake? Because I was thinking my next question was, what pitchers have you looked up to in your career? What pitchers have you learned from in your career? I have learned from a lot, a lot of guys. From a lot of guys. Uh, I always... Look at Felix Hernandez because I grew up being a fan of him. Uh, great guy. I met him and everything. Uh, but also, like, I feel f- from the guy that I have learned the most, he has to be Kyle Hendricks. I, the guy is an open book, and then if if you can just go to him and talk to him about baseball, it's just great. The guy is just going to give you everything he has, like, and to me, that's amazing because just just being around him, having those conversations, uh, has helped me a lot to to you know to to be the pitcher I am right now. You know, one of the guys uh, that when I obviously think of you, I also comes to mind is Justin Steele. Um, you've mentioned in the past that he's like one of your best friends on the yep. team. Um, even though you were watching from afar, what was it like watching what he did in 2022 and start to become maybe one of the better the, the top starters in, in this in this rotation and on I mean, this team. I wasn't surprised he was doing it down in the minors when we were playing there. So I was just excited for him, you know, like we know each other since rookie ball. Like we, we signed in the same year pretty much. And we're being in this organization these these past ten years together. So I knew he was capable of doing that. You know, it was just a matter of getting those repetitions and start getting everything to to to, to sync together. But Justin is just going to be nasty, bro. Nasty. <laughs> From the time that you signed to now, how have you seen the Cubs pitching infrastructure change? Like, how have things changed and how much more information do you have? How much? How many more machines do you have? Uh, Pilates, for instance. <laughs> the change has it's been huge. Like, when I got to baseball, not technology at all. Just Guy holding the radar gun, seeing how hard you're throwing. Mm-hmm. That's it. They, it was just wrong and lift way. Wake up at six in the morning and go work out, something like that, you know. But now just incorporate like 
through the years, like they start just incorpor incorporating new uh, technology to the team. Like when when I first saw the Rack Soto, for example, or, or the Trackman, I was like, "What is going on? No, we gotta see how the ball is spinning, this and that." And that really helped you because, like, now you can see, okay, I'm I'm throwing all my pitches the right way. You know, like I'm not putting my I know letting my, my, my wrist get behind me when I'm throwing my chain jab, you know, this and that. So through those, to, through all the that tech we have right now as a pitcher, like if you if you know how to use it, it's, it's a great tool to have, you know, like because you can get a lot of information about what you throw because uh, all, all the technology we have now. Uh, it have helped me a lot with like, We, in terms of cleaning my mechanic as well, because we have a lab down in Arizona, it's 200 cameras, I believe. Mm -hmm. and, like, it's just capture every part of your body. So, like, it helps you, like, it, to, to gather a better information about how you're moving to, to down the slope, you know? So, that's huge, because before it was just the eye. Like, fishing go mm -hmm. over there, like, mm -hmm. the eye. And a lot of, uh, we, we all are still using that, because it's just, Pitching is about feeling, so like you need to to keep doing the old school and and the new school together, you know. But I, for me, like I like using that, as, especially during the off season, because during the off season is the time you 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 have to or, or you get so you can work in like a new pitch or like or shaping your your pitches better. So during the off season, since I'm down in Arizona, I I just like to to get down there. Get in the lab or like outside with the with the track solo and see like how the ball is spinning and, and, and all the stuff. So going into 2023, I know we still have a month uh, until everyone reports to spring training. Cubs fans, after the last couple of years, they want to they want to see some they want to see the improvements actually pay off in the win column. What can Cubs fans first of all expect from Adbert Alzali this season? But what can they expect from the Cubs as a whole uh, in 2023? We're gonna compete. That's That's what I, I can tell you. I feel that uh, we have a, a solid team. We have a great defense. Like, our defense is going to be really good. And I feel that we have a really, really core as a pitchers. You know, like, I feel that we have a lot of pieces now on the team that it's just going to add and, and add more to the team. You know, we have really, really good guys. And um, 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 the young guys that are coming up, they're, they're really, really good as well. So... I just feel that as soon as we get that chemistry going um, and, and we all are in the same page, it's, it's, it's going to be a really, really good season for us. And then for me, you know, I'm going to be out there every single day whenever I need to pitch, you know, out of the bullpen, whenever. Like, I'm, I'm just going to give my 100% all the time. I got a little message from our boss here. He wants me to ask a question okay. to you. He says, uh, you gave up a home run in your very first relief appearance out of the bullpen in 2019. Since then, at, was it Wrigley Field? Yep. Since then, zero home runs out of the bullpen. Your, your strikeouts are way up. Are those, do you like pitching at Wrigley? Uh, <laughs> do, do, you, do you feel like there's more of that to come? Well, how, how does that get explained? Wrigley Field is just a special place for me. You know, like, it's just great to be out there. I like just getting on that mound, it's just, You just gotta compete. Like, just gonna go there and attack the hitters and, and get out. And then, 
when you're like when you're pitching late in the game in a good game, and then you get two outs, and then you see the whole field just getting on on their feet and they start clapping for you, this and that. It's just like you're just focused. Like I feel like I just black out, and then I just focus on <laughs> on whatever I have to do. Awesome. You ready for a big season? Yes, sir. We are. There you go. We'll see you in Arizona. Man. Yes. Thank, thank you for coming on. We appreciate it. And we hope you come on maybe sometime during the season. We'll have you on. Perfect. Would, yeah, would you be yeah. willing to come out? Yep. I'm down. Sounds I'm always cool. down awesome. to talk. <laughs> awesome. He's always down to talk. So, uh, first of all, big thank you to Edward Alls Live for talking to us, taking the time out of his busy schedule. Uh, we're going to talk more about that interview, kind of dissect some of the things he said. Um, some of the key parts, some of the surprising parts. But first, we want to point out that today is day number one. Day number one of our exciting new partnership right here. Goose Island, Island. the official beer partner of CHGO. Honk if you got them. It's uh, by the way, Chicago's <laughs> beer since 1988. They've got a great beer roster right now. Blackhawks Pale Ale and limited, limited release. They've got the Bulls City 312 that matches their uh, city edition uniforms. Bourbon County 